the follow-up is simple. Ask a question, listen to the answer, then follow up. I'm your host, Noah Kozlov. Enjoy. The follow-up today is with Dan New. Now, Dan and I went on an Israel trip. We met there just over 20 years ago. We were both in high school. He was part of a soccer team. I was part of a tennis team. We toured the country playing matches all over Israel. And Dan and I have probably talked, well, we've certainly only seen each other once, I think, maybe once or twice since then. So it's nice to have this form to actually catch up a little bit. So Dan, looking back 20 years ago, what about those four weeks has made the greatest impact on your life? Well, it's kind of interesting. Um, My first inclination would be to talk about something about Israel. I mean, Israel is an incredible place, but really for me, it was the friendships that I made while I was there. Um, I mean, as you said, we haven't stayed in contact quite as much, but there were plenty of people on that trip that um, I went to college with and and kept in contact with. Um, But the other big piece was the, the experience of being away from home and on my own for a month. Um, I wasn't really a camp kid. Um, you know, I didn't really go away to camp for a month or anything during the summers. I think the longest I was at camp was like a week for soccer camp or, or something like that. So that experience really um, was really my first extended experience away from home and um, really helped kind of prove to myself that I could do it. So. It gave you that confidence when you were a freshman in college that, yeah, this this isn't so bad. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it yeah, it definitely helped. I mean, I was uh, not the most outgoing kid uh, growing up. So um, it really got me out of my comfort zone and and uh, and helped me. Do you remember much about your host family stay when you were in Israel? You know, I don't remember a lot about the family in general. Um, I do remember it was in Zifron Yaakov, and I remember, um, I think I stayed with Aaron Adderman. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, sure. And, and so from our trip. And I remember I have kind of a couple of images of the house and, and the area, but I don't remember that much about the family. Yeah, I remember I, we ate a lot. They yeah, gave yeah, us a lot of food. Yeah. I, remember, I remember eating a lot. At, I stayed, uh, his name was Lee Ron, and uh, it was in um, uh, somewhere out just outside Tel Aviv. And we, and I remember the father coming to the table, and I'd never met the guy before in his underwear and just a t-shirt right. and, and underwear. But I remember from just being around Liron and, and the other kids, and I was wondering if you had a similar experience, just that what life was like, and despite everything that was going on around them security-wise in Israel, and the threat constantly being there, was that they lived their lives just like any other kid would. Yeah, I agree. And the other thing that I do remember is kind of is, is the closeness of the family. Um, I do remember that there were multiple generations that were there. They all came. They were all so excited and so happy, and we we had such a good time. And they were all very very welcoming, and it was it was a great experience. Were there certain situations aside from just going to college and and being on your own that had you looking back at that Israel experience? Yeah, I think the going out on my own. So when I when I went to college. Um, my roommate and I decided to to rush and look into joining a fraternity. Mm-hmm. And I don't know I would that I would have had that confidence to put myself out there 
to go into a situation where I knew pretty much nobody and, you know, just kind of put myself out there to, to new experiences and to make new friends. So I don't know if I would have done that without the Israel trip. Mm -hmm. Uh, It certainly helped give me the confidence to do that. Um, When I, when I graduated from college, I moved to Chicago with a roommate, Uh, didn't have a job. So again, it was putting myself in a situation, even though I was with people I knew, definitely putting myself in a situation that I didn't really know what was, what was going to happen. So that was kind of the start of, of those types of situations for me. Have you been back? To Israel, I've been twice. Oh. So my, my wife, uh, coincidentally, my wife um, w- was introduced to me by a mutual friend who she met on her Israel trip oh, wow. the, the following summer. So my roommate freshman year was one of my best friends growing up, and he met my wife on their Israel trip and then introduced us our freshman year of college. So, uh, and she has family there. So we've been back a couple of times and actually we're going back in September, uh, for a friend of ours wedding. Oh, wow. What's it like, what's it like being in Israel with family? You know, it's, it's a completely, it's the same and it's different, right? It's the same because Israel is the same in terms of all the historical landmarks, the, the Western wall, all those sorts of things. But getting to see it through the eyes of your kids and getting to experience it with them, I mean, they don't understand when they're little kind of the historical significance, but seeing them enjoy it, seeing them embrace it, uh, it's just, it's a pretty cool experience. How different is, do you get the sense of day-to-day life there as opposed to when we were there? Uh, that's, that's hard to say because it's, you know, you're looking looking at it through such a different prism now than, than when we were there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we kind of had a general idea of what was going on, but the political landscape the, and, and, the, and all the different things that are going on, you just have a very different perspective now. And maybe some of the things that I didn't notice when I was there at that time, I notice now, and I can appreciate even more. I mean, your question earlier about kind of living their lives despite what's going on all around them, I mean, once you, once you grow up and you have a family and you have kids and you have responsibility and you think about all the things that we freak out about over here, that over there, I mean, they just live their lives. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're in a, they're, they have all kinds of things going on around them. Um, and now it's not nearly as violent as everyone sometimes over here sure. thinks it is, but, but still, and they, they have such a joy and it's such a passion for everything. Um, it's, it's really great to see. Okay, so do you, do you see and it, it probably has a lot to do with the Army experience, that those kids are more mature or simply different than we were at that age? I think so. Um, and my experience, kind of my, my knowledge in that area is not as much with Megan's, with my wife's cousins, because I, I have limited experience with them. Um, I agree that they are, I do think they are a little bit more mature, but our uh, local Jewish uh, federation has uh, every year has a, basically an intern from Israel come uh, and live and work. And so we've gotten close with a couple of them. And actually one of them is getting married here at the, in September. Huh. And they are usually right out of the army, you know, mid twenties, low to mid twenties. And they are all way more mature than I was at that age. <laughs> most of the people I knew, um, the perspective they have, the responsibility, just the, it's, yeah, it's, they've been great. So, yeah, I would say so. And and I know that you know our kids can't have. How old are your kids? Uh, two, five, and eight. Okay, so I mean, our kids can't have the same experience or even 
replicate anything close to that that army experience but can you take anything from whether it's those interns their personalities their way of going about their day that you want to instill in your own kids yeah i think it's the embracing the opportunities of life um make connections you know don't be afraid to put yourself out there. I mean, these kids are moving from, I call them kids. I mean, they're in their low 20s. They've yeah. already been through the Army. But, uh, I mean, they're moving to South Bend, Indiana in their mid-20s and putting themselves in situations where they know nobody. I mean, they don't know what they're getting into. And they have varying varying degrees of interest, varying, you know, um, varying, uh, varying goals and, and things that they want to accomplish when they're here. And but they put themselves out there and they embrace the community and uh, they they uh, jump right in. And so I think that's a that's something that um, I, I, I would like for my kids to take those opportunities, make friends from different places and uh, expose yourself to those uh, those kinds of uh, experiences. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a matter of putting yourself in an could be an uncomfortable situation. I was talking to my dad the other day, Dan, that when I travel around a lot in the in the deep south, You've kind of, oh, yeah. I don't necessarily feel comfortable everywhere just because I'm just, I'm just out of my element. I don't feel like I'm in any sort of danger. It's just, right. it's just a bit uncomfortable. And I think that's a good thing every now and then to make yourself feel a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. It's hard to grow as a person if you're not putting yourself in situations that aren't in your comfort zone. Yeah. Do you, do you remember, is, has there been a time recently where you've, you felt that way? Or, 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 may, or maybe an experience where even like a networking event where you, where you didn't know anybody. I, I still don't really even like those yeah. types of things. Well, within the last few years, um, you know, with, my, with my job, I, I travel to conferences and I go to different places. And there's, there's vendors and other distributors and different things. And there are certainly times where I'm a little out of my comfort zone. I don't know anybody. Um, I'm not as, as comfortable in some of those um, cocktail hour type settings as, mm. as, uh, as other people. And so that is a little out of my comfort zone. And, um, so yeah, th- that's, that usually happens a few times a year where I'll be at one and I don't know anybody and I just gotta make it work. Yeah. What do you do? How do you make it work? I, I try to come up with something that I may have in common with somebody. Like you hope like someone's a Cubs fan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. If someone's from Chicago or right, sport, sports is always an easy one for yeah. me. That is one I've I've never struggled with. Um, or maybe someone I saw at a, at a different meeting or something like that that I can that I can uh, I can talk to. Uh, yeah, it's about finding the common interest and then going from there. Are you still playing any soccer? Yeah, actually, I have a game tonight. So, oh, really? I, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm getting back into it. Uh, my wife and I. So I played soccer after after college. Uh, um, for a handful of years when I lived in Chicago, I just played intramurals. And um, actually, that's how my wife and I uh, became closer in college. She played soccer. She played club at IU. And uh, so her, she played uh, on our fraternity's co-ed team with me. And, oh, nice. Uh, we, uh, and then we played co- on a couple of co-ed teams together in Chicago. And then when we moved back to South Bend, uh, we played together for a little bit. And then she hurt her knee for the fourth time. And yeah. we stopped playing. So that was probably four or five years ago. A couple weeks ago, a friend of mine asked if I was playing. I said, no, I'm not playing anymore, but I'd be interested in getting back into it. And so he asked, and yeah, so we have our first game tonight. So we'll see how, it is, how out of shape I am. Yeah. <laughs> well, this podcast will be out after 
after that. So you'll have to let me know how sore you are on Twitter and, <laughs> and let me yeah, know I'm how sure, it goes. I, I'm sure it'll be bad. Yeah. Are you still playing any tennis? Uh, I actually, I have. I've gotten back into it. I've been playing uh, over the over the summer. I was playing once a week. And then this winter has been like once every uh, two, three weeks. And it's been, uh, and nice. after after not playing for a long time, it's it's been great. Yeah, it's it's nice. it's been great. And no injuries yeah. so far, so <laughs> that's uh, good. Yeah. Find some yeah, the I'm cha- knock on wood right now. Yeah, it's knock on wood. Yeah, right. Wood. Yeah. The challenge becomes getting my activities in among my children's activities. Exactly. Now exactly. my son is playing soccer and now he's gonna try hockey and then T ball starts. My daughter's in a in a show and she plays soccer and the whole so yeah. My two year old doesn't even do anything yet. There's a lot a lot going on as we grow up. Yeah, it was good yeah. talking to you. Thank you. Yeah, no, you too. Interesting what Dan said about that trip giving him some confidence he hadn't had before because I think a lot about how my daughter Eden, four-time guest of the podcast, will develop hers. What situations will she thrive in? Which ones will she take something from and carry with her forever? Which ones won't be for her? Also, it was just nice to chat with Dan, and maybe it'll lead one of you to send someone a note that you haven't spoken to in years. Someone that you might be already liking their Instagram photos or Twitter posts, and set up an actual conversation. And while you're doing that, please subscribe to the podcast, rate and review it, share it with your friends, go back and listen to older episodes. There's not much that's time sensitive. And if you find yourself in a phone store this week, try this. Go on the iPhones, subscribe to the follow-up, and rate the show from those. Thanks for taking the time to join us on The Follow-Up. The Follow-Up is a production of Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit vocalnow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L-N-O-W dot com.